Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2016 and beyond. And would you know it, all three of us are here. Wow! When's the last time it was just the three of us? Uh, it's been a while. A couple weeks ago. Shut up, Brad. Just the We're three having of us? a moment. Yeah. When was the last episode? It was just the three of us. Just the three of us? Uh, just the three of us. Not all three of us are here. It was not here. long before uh, Zach and Henry were here. Uh, I think you're a liar, Brad. Mm. I, I, I don't... Really care. Like hey, who's all here? Uh, Ryan, James, Kellen, fuck, <laughs> Brad. Man. Oh, Brad. Yeah, hey, I'm here uh, too. <laughs> every week, the real nerds go see a new movie, and we podcast our experience of the world. This week, we went and saw The Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part Two. So, stay tuned for the review of that. We do that at the end of the show. We will spoil the movie. Um, we also talk about movies we've been watching, movies that are coming out, movie news. Did and power searches happen? Uh, no. No. And a writing. Not, not in that the, I saw in the sound. And a writing in the air that James is doing. Oh, I was trying to remind myself there were two things I didn't write down on my list, so I got to remember. Oh, I heard like a pop and then like a flash, and I thought you were like, Help, "Stop talking!" Oh, that, um, that was my. Sometimes the bathroom, the lights flicker on in there because we have a ghost. Mm. But only in the bathroom. It's a bathroom boat. Ghost. Um, and every once in a while, it, 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 lives, it lives in the toilet. <laughs> As a Mexican ghost. Every once in a while, you might hear Mickey Mouse and things in the background. That's because my little boy's here breaking my laptop he already broke and watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Whatever we can do to distract him. Yeah. See, he stopped. he's watching it for a little bit now. He also likes SpongeBob a lot. And me watching SpongeBob, I'm starting to laugh at it because it's pretty silly. Yeah. Um, have fun. I was never into that either. I guess I never had a childhood. You didn't. Lame. I just watched a lot of Star Wars and Back to the Future. That's all right. Yeah. My childhood was Nick at Night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's man. funny. Me and Brad really connect on that because I thought no one else ever watched Dick Van Dyke or Bewitched or something. And Brad said, I watched that too. Yeah. Mork and Mindy, Green yeah. Acres. Mork and Mindy was great. I used to watch Mork and Mindy when I would get sick and stay home. Or get sick is in quotes, of course. Hi. Hi, Kellen. Hi. 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 Say goodbye. Say Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, that wasn't it at all. But that's okay. He was telling us a story. Yeah. About probably. the movies I forced him to watch this week. Oh, good. A lot uh, of stuff, huh? Yeah. And last week, because I'll update since I wasn't here. This a, that oh, Last yeah. week was the first episode I missed in... In like a year and a half. Yeah. Something since, like, since Kellen was born. Yeah, since Kellen was born. 14 yeah. months. Wow. And it just, it was weird. Last week just didn't work out for, like, me coming on. I was just so fucking busy. Yeah. And I'm still really busy this weekend, but I'm not going to let my fan down. Don't we forget, (laughs) we have a Bridge of Spies episode we need to get up. I know, I do. I have a solo episode that has not been posted yet. Um, Oh, yeah. Maybe you can find a way to rip it off the iPad. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a way to do it. Did you just try emailing it to me? Yeah, they said the file was too big. Mm -hmm. I tried. I, I even broke it up into a bunch of... Well, I think if you put it on Drive, it'll... Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll get you in there. It'll, it'll probably be the greatest episode of me. 
I was trying to kill time, so I was like, these are my favorite movies of all time. And so there's those on there, too. Oh, good. Um, but it exists. It does. Isn't that what you did for the last one, like, three years ago? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> there was one, like, right after we started where it was you and Laura watching that was Evil Army Dead, of Darkness. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a funny episode. Yeah. It's called Tell Evil Dead to Us Part. Clever naming by Brad. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing first? I don't care. Okay. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Your Why did you were filming the, this week? Or no, today? that fell through. So that's oh, because it was all snowy? Yeah. It's snowy. Uh, some of our cast got sick, so... Um, yeah. Just doesn't, didn't work out. So. Gross. About uh, the sick part. And, and unfortunate. Yeah. It's not just a cold. It's more like... Yeah. Life-threatening. But yeah. Oh, no! Like in the hospital. Oh, that's You're horrible. in the hospital? Not no, me. not him. Pay attention. <laughs> Um, uh, no, that's no good. Yeah, but me. I, I, so who's in the hospital? Uh, a cast member. I don't I care came, then. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, kidding. Shit. I, I came in late. I thought you were talking about you. I'm like, what the fuck, Brad? Brad's in the hospital right now. I we're recording from that. a hospital. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> I have a big that. announcement to make. He has an iron lung. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have HIV too? Just like, did you get it from Charlie Sheen? I did. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I'm fine. The one time he as experimented in gay sex. Yeah. <laughs> it backfired. <laughs> Hey, it's literally all winning. Oh, winning. <laughs> I said backfired. It was an ass joke. Ah! Like, his ass is on fire from, like, the hiv? No, like back. Like, it like that comes out of your back. Okay. Yeah. Fired. Hey, Kellen, come this way, buddy. Like, you're fired in your back. I think I think he wants Brad to hold him, really. Yeah, That's Brad, yeah go crawl into Brad's lap. Nope. Let's see how this oh, goes. Gotta stop it. Why don't you go play with those oh, needles? Oh, man. Hey, there he goes to the shelf full of heavy stuff. Let's yeah. See if we can get Batman to drop Terry on Parker's your Halloween head. collection. Well, <laughs> Brad, now that Ryan is indisposed, what do you want to do first? What do I want to do first? Yeah, uh, yeah. let's just do the final review and get it. Get over with. Whoa, about. what the fuck? That that is not how this I works. I was so like last night after I saw the movie, I was so anxious to talk about it. No, no, the, no. We have hour. to build it up. Yes. Uh huh. I'm gonna drag this shit out. You know how much news there is. All of it. I'm going to read all the news. That'll be a first. Oh. <laughs> so this is real news. In other news, the prime minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. Ghost of Stonewall Jackson! Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! I like a do da cha cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. What's going on in real news, James? He's not going to stay in my lab for very long. No. Um, so we'll just uh, speed through some of these things. You remember when they changed the name of uh, Prometheus 2 to Alien something else? Mm-hmm. Well, now it's Alien something else. Don't worry, yeah. the name will change again. Alien Covenant. Yeah, it's Alien Covenant. I don't think it sounds very good. Nope. But I didn't like Paradise Lost either, so. It's a covenant because it's, it's an agreement between, between God, God, man. Oh! Man. I don't care. Yeah. Well, um, what if, I mean, that's they should just of... call it Alien again. Ooh, yeah, Alien again would be good. Uh, now that James is indisposed, Ryan, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Sorry, your son was literally playing with the uh, electrical plugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just jingle some keys in front of his face. Yeah, where's a copy of the Minions like to distract him? Because, you know. 
Um, <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie. Man, he's bored. Aren't <laughs> Christopher McQuarrie is uh, apparently going to come back and do Mission Impossible 6, which, if that's true, would make it the first time that a director has repeated on those movies, uh, which I was kind of unfortunate. I, I guess Tom Cruise really likes him because he also did Jack Reacher, and then he did Mission Impossible. Yeah. And he writes a lot of Tom Cruise movies. He co-wrote uh, Live, Die, Repeat, colon, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Right. Yeah, colon, colon, all you need is kill. Um, I, I actually am kind of disappointed because I always liked about the Mission Impossible movies that they, that each one had like its own, um, sort of flavor to it because every one of them had somebody else at the helm. Um, so unlike a, you know, most action films where like they, they set a tone and then that tone they just keep reusing, you know, um, at least with the Mission Impossible movies, you could go from like, uh, a sort of traditional spy kind of movie to like j- fucking John Woo and there's doves and shit. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he'll do something different. Maybe this will be the movie that Christopher McQuarrie like. So Brad, your with. job is to stop him if he goes that way and turn him this way. Yeah, just just grab him and turn him around. Um, hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kellen. Brad went to touch him and Kellen literally fell down. <laughs> I told you I'm bad with kids. No, you, you just you just Look, grabbed him by the now. shirt. <laughs> I broke his spine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. There's an invisible force field, and you can't go that far. Uh, Noah Hawley, who is the... uh, He's the showrunner for Fargo, um, which, by the way, uh, season two has been fantastic so far. Um, How was Bruce Campbell in there? uh, He was great. Yeah, Bruce Campbell showed up. He played Reagan. uh, We watched him go to the bathroom and then wash his hands, talk about when he was in the war. (laughs) It was pretty good. <laughs> oh, I love that that, I love that you tried it. I also love that that didn't work. Sorry. Um, this is great radio. So, um, Edgar Wright is also, oh, no, I didn't finish the thought. Um, Noah Hawley is going to write a Cat's Cradle adaptation, which is a Kurt Vonnegut novel, uh, short story. Uh, and he's going to do that for FX. Um, so people who are big Kurt Vonnegut fans are excited. I never read Kurt Vonnegut. Brad, did you read Kurt Vonnegut? No, I didn't. No. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a big Kurt Vonnegut book. What does he do? He writes like sci-fi stuff. Okay. That everybody always really loves because it's like slightly like surrealist. Dick. Yeah, a lot like Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I mean, maybe that'll be good. Right. I don't know. I really like Noah Hawley, so hopefully all things that he does will be as good as Fargo is. Um. The uh, next thing on the list is Edgar Wright is going to try his hand at animation. He's picking up a film that uh, over at DreamWorks that they've been working on for a while, uh, or they've been trying to get it off the ground. It's a movie about uh, a guy who lives a very boring life, and then his... I'm a donkey, Shrek! <laughs> no. Uh, no, his his uh, his shadow, not his donkey, um, decides, like... His shadow, like, gets in a bunch of trouble... And so he ends up, um, like, his shadow ends up taking over his life and, like, controlling him. Um, and then they get into all kinds of, of shadowy hijinks. Um, so it'll just be interesting because he's never done animation. I, I think he's, I, I he's, he's working the, on Baby Driver. I don't remember. What was Baby Driver? I don't remember. Something. I don't, he works <laughs> on a lot of stuff at once. There's a bunch of people in it. And then he makes a movie, like, every four years. Yeah. Um, so it'll, it'll, I don't know. It's it's interesting. We don't see a lot of directors go back and forth between animation and live action very often, um, except for Brad Bird. I'm sure if it's a, 
he's such a good visual filmmaker that uh, animation will probably he'll take very well to it. Yeah, and his his like action style has always been very sort of poppy. I think it would I think it would uh, or kinetic I should say. So I think it would work. So. Um, very last thing. Did you know they were making a Baywatch movie? Yeah, I didn't know that. Dwayne Johnson, baby. How long have they been making this Baywatch movie? Uh, a year? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, how long ago was Dwayne Johnson announced? Pretty long. A long a time year ago. Oh, sure. yeah. Well, he seems to be like executive producer earlier this year. Um, yeah. So I, I bet I keep my fingers crossed that it's going to be like Twenty Two Jump Street or Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, like it's so, super self aware. Yeah. Because that's the only way you can make that movie, right? I I mean I would hope so. I just know that like with um so they they cast uh, Alexander Daddario this Hello. week. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Who is those a, of you trying to listen at home, uh, the three of us are frantically trying to stop a child from <laughs> from killing himself. From killing himself. <laughs> oh, but it, it's uh, I'm I'm amazed that we're holding it together as well as we are. You should uh, just like crush some aspirin in his juice. I'll just rub some <laughs> just rub some whiskey into his yeah. gums. Yeah, uh, that's always been successful parenting. Um, uh, anyway, Alexander Daddario, who people will know from. She's a pretty, she's a pretty lady, uh, who is very well endowed. And the fact that they cast her seems really obvious. Um, I, I told Ryan in text this week that watching her bone Woody Harrelson is probably less, uh, sexist than watching her, well, that wasn't even sexist, but like less derogatory than watching her run in slow motion in a Speedo will be. Um, I don't understand it. It's literally, it's the, the Baywatch people have to save the beach from an environmental disaster is the plot of the film. Nice. How is that a movie? How is 2012 a movie when they run away from cold? I don't know. Uh, This is a bad movie is what it was. Um, So I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. I actually I don't want to see. I, I don't think what I if it's really funny, like Twenty One Jump Street? Though I'll see it. Then I'll be down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. But the casting does not scream Twenty One Jump Street. Yet. Really, like Dwayne Johnson doing it doesn't sound like he'd do it seriously. Um, he's a guy who pulled off like flexing his muscles so hard that he broke out of a cast. Like he might do it seriously, but like that kind of seriously. But like it's. But it's... I, I think I think that show is already super campy, so it just yeah. lends itself to it. But he literally in the in the tweet he uh, where he sort of announced this, um, he literally makes comment about like, just wait till you see who we cast as what was her name? What was Pamela Anderson's name? C J something? C J Anderson? C J C J runs a lot. Sure. I, anyway, I've never something seen an like that. Episode of Baywatch. I have no idea. Neither have I. But um, just the fact that they're talking about that character to me makes like it feels like they're not very well. Jacob Schmidt were the names of the guys in it. I'm telling you. Unless it was a dude. If they cast a dude as Pamela Anderson's character, that would be pretty great. And his schlong goes up and down in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, that that might be enough to do it. But um, anyway, uh, I think that's news. You think that's going to stop him, Brad, but he can crawl underneath the table. I just want to let you know. Well, we'll find out how uh, determined he is. Uh, hey, Kellen, throw all your dad's Blu-rays on the floor. Yeah. He doesn't really do that anymore. It's kind of boring to him throw, now. Throw, throw now he Blu-rays. likes to take my South Parks out of their cases and rip them. <laughs> Anything with a paper case. Oh, you're a dick. Huh? Come here. Just like his daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you should just stick him in that closet and close the door. <laughs> oh, I hope Laura... I'm really glad Laura doesn't listen to the show. Nah, he's, he's uh, fine. He's just... No, he's, he's good. Curious. Ah! Yeah. And Come he's on. getting so much Wear attention. yourself out. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, so that's news. All right, cool. What are we doing next? 
This is the stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray next week. You've got the HD TV, but you're not watching movies in HD unless you're watching on Blu-ray High Def. A lot has changed. You're right. For your high definition viewing pleasure. Did you guys listen to last week's episode? I haven't had. I haven't yet. No, it's because I'm in it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty much the only reason I didn't listen. to Well, it. you're missing out on the awesome uh, show uh, intro or segment intro I made for DVD Blu-ray. Well, I yeah. didn't make it. Leonard Nimoy made it, but oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, all right. I, oh. I implemented it. Very good, very good. Um, so this week we've got Sean the Sheep movie. I always thought it was weird that they added the word movie to the end of it. I don't feel like Americans know Sean the Sheep that well. Couldn't they have just called it Sean the Sheep? Yeah, I mean, and I, most I, they must have had to clarify between the TV show or the the video game or. Well, and when they did, like, was Garfield called the Garfield movie or was it just called Garfield? I think it was Garfield the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it was the Garfield movie. But it was like sub. This is like it, the font here. Movie is bigger than Sean the Sheep. It's weird. Anyway, moving on. It's gotta specify. It's not a. It's not a sheep. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With no uh, dialogue. Yeah. Owen Wilson's No Escape, uh, where like. He grabs some kids and runs around, and Pierce Brosnan shoots a gun. I don't know. I'm guessing based on the cover. I don't know what the movie's about. Um, Lake Bell's in it. Yeah. She's uh, a good director. Yeah. We'll, we will... Uh, no, I won't see this movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's good. It Check exists. it out. Yeah. If you want to see Owen Wilson run around. He was really good in um, Behind Enemy Lines. Yeah. Maybe it's like that. Maybe. Only with Lake Bell. Maybe it's us behind enemy lines. Tom Hiddleston does a great Owen Wilson no, oh, he does. He does. It's really good. It's really good. In fact, I I feel like I want to hear it actually. <sighs> and I think in this one too, he does a couple other impressions that are really funny. Yeah, let's listen to them all. Yeah, let's do it because Tom Hiddleston's really funny. I hate all of you. Um, so I do I do uh, <laughs> impressions of people that I I admire and I sort of listen to them. I, I get the first time I did an impression um, that anyone was aware of. I was just telling a story about Midnight in Paris, the Woody Allen film I was in and how I'd never read the whole script, and I, and I thought it was set in the 20s. And um, I turned up, and I bumped into Owen Wilson, who didn't look like he was in the 20s at all. Uh, and, uh, and I said to him, I said, so wait, hang on, who are you playing? Because I'm playing F. Scott Fitzgerald, and I know Corey Stoll's playing Ernest Hemingway, and we're all playing figures of history. And he went, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm from now. I go back in time. There's, there's, there's a time machine. And, uh, it's kind of it's cool, and it's kind of woody, and you just kind of, it's kind of awesome. I've been made to do impressions of my fellow Avengers. Um, uh, I think everyone does an impression of Christopher Walken, because he's just he's such an easy kind of... You know... I feel like what this show needs is more cowbell. Uh, it depends on what you like me to say. Basically, there's no punctuation. Anything that comes out of my mouth. I like that. I know whole pages of heat. You surprised me. <laughs> so I, there's this, there's a scene in the middle of the film, which you'll be familiar with. You were there. <laughs> the one person you don't need to explain it to. So there's a, there's a, there's a 
he, he, he remembers. You're very good in this. He remembers. There's a scene in the, in the middle of the film which is because uh, because uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this. Don't worry. They're, they're, they're separated, like a great thriller, they're separated from, for the entire film, and they meet twice, once at the end and once in the middle. And it takes place at a restaurant in L.A. It's a great scene. It's one of the great pieces of screen acting you can hope to watch. There it is. It's, there's a picture of it. It's like a, it's a mutual recognition of each other. Anyway, so there's a bit where they, ha like, they sit and have coffee and have tea and talk about stuff. I'm going on, I apologise. <laughs> anyway, so Al Pacino, at one point, Al Pacino says this. He goes, uh, so, <laughs> we're sitting here like a couple of regular fellas. I mean, uh, you do what you do, I do what I gotta do. If I'm there and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But if it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're gonna turn into a widow, Brother, you are going down. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and so then, and then it cut, and then Michael Mann cuts back to the esteemed gentleman at the end of the sofa. <laughs> what if you do got me boxed in? I'm not going to put you down. We've been face to face. Yeah, but I will not hesitate, not for a second. That's my... American Ultra is also coming out on Blu-ray this week. Uh, which, did anybody see that? I haven't seen it, but people tell me it's a great action movie, actually. Is it? All right, yeah. I'll, I'll, I got it on my list to try and see before the end of the year, so maybe I'll, I'll hit it up at a red box, and maybe you should, too. Um, Meryl Streep's Ricky and the Flash, which I didn't know existed. You did? I saw trailers for that all the time. I oh, no. I've... And I bet she's going to get nominated for an Academy Award because... <laughs> because Meryl Streep. It's Meryl Streep. Yeah. It looks like a straight-to-DVD just like piece of garbage, except she... that Meryl Streep's in it. It's written by Diablo Cody, if that, that... swayed you any. Nope. She she did Juno a long time ago. I, I know. That was a good movie. Um, but that doesn't mean that... I, I don't know. It's just the cover, I think, is really. Oh, you're against looking. women creators. I didn't know that, James. Wow, hard whoa, shame. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So not what I said. That's what it sounded like to me. No, you're like Diablo Cody. Fuck her. No, That's what I heard. She she did not earn herself a place on the like mantle of James will always see all her movies. I thought you liked Jennifer's Body. Nope. No. Oh, you like young adults. Actually, we should rewind uh, to a previous Real okay. Nerds episode and see if James liked <laughs> Jennifer's Body. <laughs> I never saw Jennifer's body. I love Jennifer's body. <laughs> there it is. There, yeah, there <laughs> <Wow>. it is. <laughs> oh man, I'm really good at just like cutting all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. in and making yeah, it not sound like too. you said it. Yeah, that was really good, man. Uh, a Christmas horror story, which just looks like a like a straight to DVD version of Krampus. Uh, no, it came out. I know it was at uh, Mile High Horror, actually. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, good. Um, it's a. Uh, it looks like Santa Claus fights a satyr. And the satyr's got a big chain. So, that's, uh, that's weird. Um, if that, if you hear that sound in the background and you think, oh, there's Kellen smashing a bunch of stuff, nope, that's just Ryan. Uh, how about the hurricane? Uh, which is. I think the cover's cool. Yeah, it is. It's these two people running. 
Isn't it Denzel Washington? No, that's a different hurricane. <laughs> this one looks like it's from the 40s or something. Uh, yeah, it's from 1937. Um, Close. It's a John Ford film. Oh, sweet. Uh, with a really just cool, like, old pop arty kind of cover. Um, I don't know what this is. Newly remastered. Hur- hurricane is one of the most spectacular productions. Blah, 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 blah. John Ford. An intolerant governor... Uh, sets off a series of tragic events in an idyllic Pacific paradise, disrupting the peaceful lives of the newlywed islanders. So he's the hurricane. Uh, yeah. Yes, the dude is a hurricane, and people's lives get screwed up. That sounds good. I'm going to check that out. Uh, Bob Dylan's Don't Look Back is going to be on Blu-ray this week. It's a criterion release. Don't Look Back is on Blu-ray. That was a great Bob Dylan. It was, it was so good. Uh, Ghost Story, uh, which is a sad sequel to Love Story. Thanks. Just like a woman. <laughs> uh, she makes love just like a woman. Uh, are you done? That's pretty spot on. If you actually put in the actual just like a woman from I'm, Bob Dylan, he'll yeah, then everyone like will know that you were full of shit. So I'll avoid that one. <laughs> no, I am not. Uh, I saw him live one time and he literally just sits on the stage and says, Let me introduce this next song for you. It's um, um, from 1967 and um, it goes like this. That's he's he getting old, man. So he's yeah. on stage so and does so a Marlon Brando Jagger, Mick Jagger still runs around the stage. Yeah, but Mick Jagger's on drugs. So? I mean, so is Bob Dylan. Ghost Story, getting back on track. Uh, Screen Factory. Starring Fred Astaire. Is it really? It's a really cool cover. Yeah. Uh, like, very minimalist. It's just like a, it's a black and white picture of a house. Um, and the tagline is, the time has come to tell the tale. Have you ever seen Ghost Story, Ryan? I haven't. Did but you? Fred Astaire's in it. I might have to check it out. Yeah. It seems like a cool one. Uh, here's another neat little cover. Uh, the Mask 3D is coming out on Blu-ray this week. Put the mask on. Now! That's the tag on. <laughs> For the Jim Carrey's <laughs> mask? No, 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 no. This is, this is, uh, Julian Rothman's psych, uh, psychotropic, no, psych, psychotronic, sorry, classic newly restored in 3D. One Night in Hell is the something else on, I don't know. It's some kind of movie. To which the tagline is, put on the mask, ellipses, now! <laughs> oh, I I'm like glad that you're lot. editing it, not me. <laughs> uh, of Mice and Men, uh, and this is the uh, the John Malkovich, Uh-oh. Gary Sinise version. Um, yeah, it's, it's alright. Uh, it's not the best one, but it's, it's still pretty good. It's worth checking out. Uh, Eight Men Out. Starring John Cusack and... Charlie Sheen? Uh, oh, yeah, Charlie Sheen's in there. He's all over the cover. There he is. Look at him. Throwing balls. Wow, perfect timing. He's in the news. I know. Uh, the Devil's Disciple, speaking Wait, of Charlie Sheen. Wait, why did you mention Sheen? that in the news? Poor Charlie Sheen. Caught HIV. Didn't even mention him. Oh, well, it's because he didn't mention it uh, either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was really good. Uh... Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas and Lawrence Olivier in a movie called The Devil's Disciple, which is just a cover of like the like three the of name. them just having fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's about. Um, well, I'm starting to get movies based on their titles. I don't know if that's a good idea. I think it's a. Uh, uh, ooh, does Burt Lancaster play like uh, like a woodsman? I don't know what uh, this is. It's cool. Yeah, it looks funny. Look at look at Kirk Douglas's face. Look at that. Like, look at what's that. Happening? I'm Spartacus. What? <laughs> no, I am Spartacus. <laughs> Full time movie joke. Shut up, Bert. Uh, Blood Rage, uh, which is a uh, who is it? Arrow. Arrow. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, they delayed some of them because the Mutilator doesn't come out, I think, till next week. I swear that we talked about this one. We before, probably did. But, um, yeah, so maybe, maybe this is your chance to get Blood Rage. Uh, it's a dude on the cover with a machete. I still love the name The Mutilator. Yeah, that was pretty that good. That just sounds cool. That one is pretty good. Uh, I also like this one. Blood and Lace. See, now you can, from where you're sitting, now you can see the crazy cover that's just a, it's a swinging hammer covered in like brains and see, blood. that's cool. And a woman screaming and in the background there's some people in fi- all who are like on fire Love or something. Uh, and the tagline here uh, in big block letters is shock after shock after shock as desire drives a bargain with death. Whoa. Desire yeah. bargaining with death? Yeah. I never thought I'd see the day. Uh-huh. Uh, I also really like this cover. This is Bela Lugosi's Voodoo Man, which it's just Bela Lugosi doing his like creepy fingers, like he does in Ed Wood. Um, and then the very last thing for this week, <laughs> I just love this title: Incre- Incredible Two-Headed Transplant. Uh, this this movie actually comes with the riff tracks already on the disc. Um, this is apparently a movie uh, where a man has two brain two heads. On his body. Uh, this brain wants to love, but this brain wants to kill. Oh, man. It's a tale of two brains. It's a tale of two brains. Uh, Some say we all struggle with that duality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the lesser known Charles Dickens book. <laughs> a tale of two <laughs> brains. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, that, yep. as far as I, I saw, <laughs> is this week. Alright, so I'm buying nothing. Yeah. Uh, nothing yeah. tickles my nutsack at all. <laughs> whoa, whoa, my goodness. My I can't goodness. spend money unless something tickles my nutsack. <laughs> uh, That's right, Kellen. Oh, don't. <laughs> whoa. Oh, That's too far. Oh, man. <laughs> didn't, I just, didn't I just tell you <laughs> from my test <laughs> that to be convicted of sexual misconduct, the perpetrator does not have to touch the person. The person can touch the perpetrator. You did, and I forgot it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you're forcing them to. So it's oh, like, okay. Touch All my right. dick. I thought you were just, like, <laughs> if I ran over to you and like touched you, and then you, I well, could no, be if like, you hey, me in a sexual way, yeah, that's against the law, like, James. No, but like, then I could say you did it. It's like, I, hey, I, he doesn't have to touch me. I touched him, and that's his fault. So, like, if you're in a shouting match with, like, mm-hmm. some guy you just pissed off, you're like, yeah, fuck you, suck my dick, and he comes over and sucks your dick, like, <laughs> you get arrested. <laughs> I don't know how that would work, actually. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Like, you're not, he's still the victim? Yeah. What's next? Brad? This is the stuff we've been watching. Yeah, what I said. Oh, we got movies this is my boomstick! I love being a turtle! You're getting your wishes, so stay out! Great Scott! The line must be drawn here! Yeah. Damn you all to hell! And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now you're getting nasty. I don't care. Brad takes too long to make decisions. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, I'll go first because I don't care about you guys. I'm just kidding. Um, I'll, I'll recount some of the things that, uh, I watched last week. I've been trying to catch up on movies from 2015 that I missed. Uh, so I watched The Woman in Black 2, 
And that oh. that barely made it into 2015. It came out on January 2nd. Does it have uh, Harry Potter in it? No. Okay. And the movie, I- I'm going to say this about it. It's looks nice. Because you like the first one. Yeah, I really yeah. like the first one. It looks nice, but the movie just exists. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yes. Like, it's... Just didn't do anything for you. No, it's not... Like, it looks like it's shot really well. Uh, it looks creepy, but... Yeah, like you're not. It's not like scary. It's, it's not annoying necessarily. Yeah, it's just there. It just doesn't accomplish anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I... <laughs> oh, here, have a boot. There you go, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I love the cover. It's like uh, this child is having his eyes covered with like the woman in black's thumbs that are all rotted away, and I think it's like a really cool cover. Yeah, but too bad that never happens in the movie. Oh. And I mean, the premise is creepy where this woman and this ghost makes children like walk or fall to their deaths or something because she's hates kids. <laughs> I forget. But so the idea of that is scary, but it's just meh. Yeah. It's not scary. Nothing happens. I know. It's like this boot with uh, soda water in it. It's just there. Right. Yeah. You just you don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. You're it's... not necessarily bored, but at the same time, you're like, I could do without it. Yeah. So yeah, it's whatever. Um, if I had to grade it on like a one to ten, it's like a four. Right. Just because it's not scary. Like there's nothing to latch onto, and you don't care about the character. So I don't care that the kids die. Yeah. Because of course, the only kids that die in it are the kids that are pricks. So. Right. Because it, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, and it's PG-13, so they don't push the limits too much. Yeah. Which that doesn't have to be rated R, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I also got another little Scottish horror film that I heard good things about. It's called Let Us Pray, but it's P R E Y. Ooh. And, uh, it's a pun. It is. And in it is this cop who sees this kid hit this guy at the beginning, and this dude, I guess, is some sort of angel. I don't fucking know. Um, did you watch the movie? I did, but oh, okay. it's not really that clear. It's not your fault? No. Okay. Hit um, him, like, punched him or ran over him? Like, ran him over in a car. Okay. So the cop takes him in. And they put him in a holding cell, and then the dude shows up that he ran over, and he goes into the holding cells, too, with all these other people. And all these other people have secrets that they've had. Like, one guy is a dentist, and he killed his family, or a doctor, or something. And so they're showing you all this stuff, and like one of the cops is a gay guy, and he killed his gay lover. It doesn't make any sense why these people are all converged in this one area. Yeah, and then, convenience. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just another movie where... Because I like horror films and I go to horror websites, you know, they're always saying, you need to watch Let Us Pray. It's the coolest movie you see. And it's basically just blood and guts, which mm-hmm. I don't care. But if if there's not, like, someone slashing people or a bunch of, like, teenage women taking off their clothes, I just don't care. <laughs> and Why do they need to be teenagers? Teenage, wow. Uh, 18, guys. <laughs> um, uh... But, yeah, I don't know. There's just nothing in it. I mean, the the gore effects are cool. But again, it's just, it's so predictable, and it's so, meh. Yeah. And I just, a lot of times, horror websites are very hyperbolic about movies. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's interesting, and the cover's really cool. It's like, the dude has a cigarette in his mouth, and he's lighting it, and there's these feet hanging that are all bloody and cut up. Out of the cigarette? Uh, No, like, in the foreground, so he's in the background. Oh. I was like, oh, cool, who's hanging themselves? That's not in the movie. So, yeah, whatever. Um, there is uh, a movie that I saw that I like started to cry during, 
and I was wondering what was wrong with me. I also watched Kenneth Branagh's uh, Cinderella. Oh, and uh yeah i was actually pleasantly surprised how great this movie was it's great um it's when i was seeing the previews i'm like man this looks so like cgi and mm-hmm. all this stuff but when you watch the movie it's made to look like a fairy tale mm-hmm. and you kind of forget about that stuff and yeah. the acting is so great in it um i love ella's father even though he's not in it very much i yeah. think he's great um uh you know who does a great job mm-hmm. Helena Bottom Carter. She does, because she's not in a Tim Burton movie. Yep. And she's great as the fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. Also, Kate Blanchett is awesome as this uh, evil stepmother. I love yeah. I love the scene on the stairs, like when yeah. cause cause Lily J this this Cinderella like is adamant that that she's gonna try to sort of figure out like why this woman is the worst. Yeah. Like she has a hard time with it, but like you know, uh, Kate, Kate Blanchett plays a does a really good job making you feel like there is a reason why she is just horrible. Yeah, actually, my favorite Kate Blanchett moment is they're all sitting around and that one sister is playing the piano, <laughs> and she does this thing yeah. where she just flips the plate over. She goes, "Oops," <laughs> and she forces Cinderella to clean it up, and it's awesome. And I think it, it works so well because of who Kenneth Branagh is, mm-hmm. and. After watching the movie and then watching the special features with him, I can see he he basically says in the special features they offered him the movie and he said no, yeah, I'm not doing it. And then he went away and he thought I said, well, no one's ever really told the story of or fleshed out these characters, right? And yeah, it hits all the familiar beats, but it does such a great job of you liking everybody that you're supposed to, right? Even uh, Prince Charming, uh, his father, his scenes with his dad oh. are just devastatingly awesome, and. Derek Jacoby. Like, fucking Derek Jacoby is in this movie. And is it, it is, he is so good. Steals every scene he's in. Ah, oh, it's so good. And on Blu-ray, the movie is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the colors, uh, her dress, I don't know, uh, what they do with that. I haven't watched that special feature yet. Yeah. But it's this blue that has all these crystals in it. Mm-hmm. And the coolest dress I actually saw was they were talking about Helen Bonham Carter. And they actually got GE to add LED lights to it. Yeah. So it changes what she does spells or her mood changes. Yeah. And it's not a CGI effect and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. That so amazing. I was super impressed with this film mm-hmm. and more so than I thought I was going to be, even though you know how the beats are going to go. Um, yeah. But they flesh out the characters so much that I didn't care. And that Gus Gus is in it and, <laughs> you know, it's just the little things <laughs> yeah. in life that make you happy. Right. Uh, and that's one of them. Uh, so yeah, I definitely recommend Cinderella. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. And uh, going back to movies I get just for their title, I remember it came out on Blu-ray a couple weeks ago, and it's called Taste the Blood of Dracula. And I just thought it was the coolest, most B-movie title of all time. And so I got it, and it's actually a Hammer Dracula film. And I think it's the second sequel, and I don't remember what the one before is. But in it, this guy's riding uh, in a carriage, and he hears screaming, and when he gets out, it's Dracula has, like, a crucifix through his chest, and he's like, and his blood turns to dust. So naturally, the dude collects it and collects, like, a medallion that says Dracula on it, and so that happens in the first 10 minutes, and then the next 30 minutes are these London socialites who frequent a brothel, and... Uh, they're starting to get bored with going to a brothel and the strippers dancing with snakes. Kind of like uh, Selma Hayek in <laughs> From Dust Till Dawn. 
And so they're given a chance to purchase Dracula's blood and his cloak and his medallion that says Dracula on it. And <laughs> so they meet this guy who knows it and they buy it and he mixes their blood and the one dude drinks it and he starts freaking out and the other guys are going, oh no, we're not going to drink his blood. So they beat that dude to death. And when they leave, he like turns to dust. And when the dust blows away, Dracula is back. Dun, 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 dun. Christopher Lee is great and he plays Dracula. And it's so funny because he comes back and his first line is, they killed my servant. But that's why you're alive, dude. <laughs> and so his whole, the rest of the plot is him killing these guys. And every time one of them's killed, he goes, one. And then it's the next one where he goes, the first. And then the second guy dies and he goes, the second. And he never really kills him. All his like busty, like hypnotic women kill him. And the movie's actually not that bad, though. It's it's typical gothic horror where it's really kind of slow, but it looks really cool. And then at the end, it's like a, you know, a blood orgy. And then Dracula dies in a way that doesn't make any sense at all, like typical Hammer films. Um, but yeah, you know, if I had to taste the blood of Dracula, say it's uh, above average. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I saw is I, uh, I watched uh, the first two episodes of Jessica Jones, and I... And I started uh, the third one. So, um, and then for some reason, Brad was here. It just like went out. I don't know why it went out. Uh, I, I used uh, my mind powers. I have finished. Down. I have finished the third episode. Did so you? We're, we're just about the same place. Yeah. Um, uh, that show is great. It is. It reminds it me of a rated R uh, Veronica Mars. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, where she's an investigator and yeah, it's, she's um, an alcoholic and things like that. Yeah, it's... Uh, Man, so I knew some things. I haven't read Alias, but I I knew some things about Jessica Jones going in, and I was just like, man, this is going to be interesting. Like I I was curious to see how far and how dark they were going to go. They are going oh, dark. Oh yeah, it's um, really dark. I mean, they're pulling a, a few punches a little bit, but not by much. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still pretty. Uh, I would say it'd be a rated R movie. Oh yeah, because I, I mean, mean, there's sex, not nudity, but there's pretty. Yeah. And then there's lots of cursing. It's it's more like that's the thing. Like by comparison to Daredevil, it is less violent than Daredevil, but there is more sex and it is just darker. Yeah, I think it's a darker tone for um, sure. Yeah, because the man the the Purple Man is a super screwed up villain, and yep. what they are, um, and I, I might be a little bit jaded because I kind of know what her backstory is with him mm -hmm. um, and how dark that actually is. Yeah. So I'm probably at it, bringing a little bit to it, but still, uh, like I watched it with Rafe this morning mm -hmm. and, and the first episode ended, we were just, we, we drove to go see the hungry games afterwards. Mm -hmm. We were just like, Holy shit. Like that was rough. Um, and the way the first episode ends is like, it just sets this, this super somber tone yep. that, uh, I mean, I texted my mom and was like, Hey, uh, because I had been talking about it for a few weeks, because they, my mom loves Daredevil so much. I mean, Ooh. she's watched it a number of times. And really? I was like, yeah. So I, I texted her and I was like, look, this show is good, but it starts off real dark. So just be prepared. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I don't know. I don't. They may not like this one as much. Yeah. Because uh, it's it's rougher to watch for sure. Yeah. But Kristen Ritter is really good. She is. Uh, the guy they got to play Luke Cage is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and is it? Is the bar fight in episode two? Have you seen them in a bar fight? Yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah. When that moment comes, and 
<laughs> yeah. They they did a pretty good job of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I I certainly would recommend it for most people. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I yeah, fire. you definitely have to put uh, you know, uh, asterisk on it. It's pretty dark. Yeah, but not in a bad way. I just think it's it's what it is. Yeah, and I mean, if you've read Alias, which I've read a few issues, Spider Man's in a couple. That's why I've read them. Yeah, and it, it's been just with his usual witty banter, but a little darker. Yeah. So well, um, and in the that's the thing. So the ones where Spider Man's in it is actually like those are the lighthearted ones. Yeah. Um, because you can't you can't say the f word in Spider Man books. No. Um, and so he he even has gone back and said that, and, and they don't do that much here. Um, I don't even know that they've said the F word at all. They don't. Um, I I think they're not allowed to. Yeah, because that's the thing. They, they in the book they say it constantly because it was like the first yeah, Marvel, Marvel Max, Max book. Yeah. Um, and Bendis has even gone back and said like, ah, uh, I swore too much. Like I used it as a crutch and it made the. Those Do you think you should talk to Robert good. Kirkman? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 not necessary. I think the only rules Marvel has is it can't actually actual be actual nudity and it can't yeah. um be like the f word because if you see like daredevil with, with spider-man in it yeah uh, well, oh, you, oh you mean on oh for, on, yeah for the marvel sh- studio stuff because yeah. i i think i think in daredevil there's a few side boob but i don't think you ever see like no straight on like nudity no um and in uh jessica jones there's like ass but i yeah. don't count that right that's like nypd blue stuff there's a lot of like there's a lot of sex there in is that show um, but anyway, um, but it's used so well. I mean, I, I yeah, I, it is not without point. Yeah, the when Luke Cage and her hookup is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it is. So that's one of that's the punch that they they pulled because I kept hearing people like I've seen a bunch of videos and people talking about specifically that like element in the original comic, and that like it goes further and it's it's more intense and like. Because she's a super fucked up character. Yeah. Like, she's, she's has an alcoholic. some horrible problems, and as you find out why, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really fun show so far. Yeah. So. It's it's well done. Good job, Marvel been. Studios. Yep. As always. Yep. Brad, you want to go next? Uh, well, do you have more? No. I mean, I have more, yeah. Might as well continue. Okay, great. Um, so you also lent me The Cobbler, um, yeah. which The Cobbler is... Easily one of the best superhero movies of the year. See, I I really liked it too. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Like it's it's cheesy and shit. Yeah. Um but it's uh I don't I guess I should back up. So the cobbler is Adam Sandler, he plays a uh, cobbler. Um and his oh buddy. Um he uh he finds like this old sewing machine in his basement that was like his grandfather's and his grandfather was in like this weird jewish magic cult thing anyway mm-hmm. whatever it is um and so it's a magical sewing machine that if he uses that to repair somebody's shoes and then he puts on those shoes he becomes that person so like red man comes in and is like hey man fix my shoes and then he does it and he puts on the shoes and he becomes that guy uh, and he gets tied into like you know some mild crime that he sort of has to save and like there's this uh woman ellen ellen uh perkin yeah is that her last name yeah um, she's like trying to buy up all the town and she's like threatening people. It's that same story you've heard more times than you need. Um, and so he ends up like, uh, it's funny cause you always know it's him because he's carrying like this big duffel bag full of shoes with him. So he'll like, you know, 
pretend to be one person and sneak in, do some stuff, and then change his shoes and sneak back out. And um, and it's kind of it's got a certain level of that uh, that Groundhog's Day ness to it, where like because when he starts the movie, he really doesn't care about anything. Um, and so when he first gets the power, he does what most people probably would do, which is like he goes to stores and like you know goes into the chain dressing room, puts on some clothes from the store changes his shoes and walks back out looking like somebody else and they don't realize that like he just stole from the store right um and so he does some of that stuff for a while and then eventually he's like oh i should do good things with this um and it's it's just a, it's a fun movie it's 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 delightful is what it is yeah it's not great i'm not gonna talk about it at the end of the year but it's delightful um so if you're like at a red box and you're just like man i just want to go home and watch a movie and not have to think about it that's not a bad option. Um, I I thought it, there were some moments that were just uh, really really great. <laughs> I, I liked when he yeah. changed into his dad and danced with his mom. Oh man, the whole yeah. Th- so there's a lot to that subplot, um, and they I think they do it really well. Because um, that actor, I didn't know. Did, like in the trailers, did they tell you that that actor was in the movie? Uh, who plays his dad? N- no, I don't believe so. I don't think so either. Like when my parents watch it, they're gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, they're, yeah, they'll they'll enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, next on the list was I watched another new Netflix show for the week, uh, which is, um, Master of None, uh, which is the Aziz Ansari show, uh, where he basically, he plays an actor in LA who, um, I don't know, each episode sort of got like a, like a topic to it. Um, I would compare it a lot to like a Louie as far as, you know, sort of the way that it's written and, and. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I think all of the actors in there are doing a pretty good job. I, I'm really curious. I keep meaning to look and see if he's having his actual parents play his parents in the movie or in the show. Um, because those two do not seem like actors. Um, and they just say these things that like, I, it, it, it feels to me like he wrote it so he could get his parents to do it. Cause it would be really funny if he could get his dad to say like certain things. Um, so I, I I would certainly recommend it. I mean, there's only like ten episodes of it, and they're thirty minutes long. They're um, they're really well written and, and and fun. So um, yeah, people should check out Master of None. Um, and then the very last thing, well, I guess sort of one and a half. I saw Mr. Holmes, which is yeah, the Ian McKellen movie where he plays an old Sherlock Holmes, um, which is totally worth checking out. Really good film. It is uh, basically tells the story of if Sherlock Holmes, A, were real, uh, the books, he were fa- he was famous because Watson, after they were sort of done, went and wrote a bunch of books, you know, about what Sherlock Holmes had done. Um, and so Watson write the books anyways? Like, Oh, that's true. Yeah, is that yeah. like what he does? I think you're right. He's like um, stories. So, so basically, uh, Sherlock Holmes is living on this farm out in the country, and he's got a, uh, a housekeeper, and her housekeeper's son lives there as well. And... Um, Sherlock has just returned from the Orient because he was trying to get basically some kind of drug, like tea or something he could add to his tea that would make him, that would help him to remember because he's, as he's getting older, he's forgetting things. And most importantly, he's forgetting his last case and his last, something about his last case caused him to stop working. Um, and so he's trying to write it down before he dies, but he can't remember it. So he's remembering it in little spurts. Um, and he ends up befriending this his housekeeper's son, and as they tend to his farm of bees in the backyard, 
um, it sort of helps him to remember this story. And so it, it's both telling Ian McKellen as a, you know, it's it's really Ian McKellen as he looks today playing Sherlock Holmes, and then Ian McKellen playing Sherlock Holmes as an older person, and they, they make him up re- really well. Um, and he does an amazing job at playing that character and at playing both sides of it as they tell these sort of two concurrent stories. Um, so you, you've got a mystery that they're trying to solve on one side, and then you've got this relationship and him sort of trying to be redeemed for whatever it is that he screwed up um, in that last job. Uh, it's a really... F- like charming movie it's it's pretty well written i think it's really well acted um and it's certainly worth worth checking out um so then the very last thing is i watched about half of an episode of uh with bob and david before i fell asleep i have every intention of going back and rewatching it but brad uh, tell well, what have you been watching? I watched all five episodes of that show <laughs> over and five? over and over. Well, there's four, but the fifth one's a making of documentary. Um, okay. So yeah, I guess that I was four just, is to great. be fair. I was just super tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, the first season of Mr. Show is only four episodes. So oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. it's just misleading because they put first season, second season together. Yeah. Um, that shows some. It's Mr. Show. It's, is it really? Yeah. Oh, uh, now I have to watch it. Um, Do they have a rock band and a jacuzzi? Because <laughs> uh, no, actually, there's a there's a couple like some of the skits it, are. <laughs> I'm talking now, so he's gonna yeah. <laughs> here, 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 buddy. Everything is okay. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Um. So there's a couple skits that are. Uh, kind of the same idea of some of the skits they did in the past mm-hmm. just kind of updated and looking better with different characters uh but my two favorites are probably um there's like a it's like a bad cop thing where uh jay johnson's the criminal and then um uh david cross comes in and he's like okay you're gonna tell us uh where the hideout is uh, or else my partner's gonna come in and you're not gonna want to talk to him because he's an <laughs> asshole and then uh, Jay Johnson's like, yeah, whatever. And then David Cross goes out, pulls Bob Odenkirk in, and Bob Odenkirk comes in, and he's, and he's like, okay, you're going to talk. And uh, Jay Johnson's like, yeah, save it. I know you're the asshole cop. And then Bob Odenkirk's like, what, I'm the asshole? <laughs> D- did my partner tell you that? <laughs> well, he does this, this, and then it's like a back and forth of like the two cops who awesome. actually kind of hate each other. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. And then there's another one where... Um, uh, David Cross is this douchebag who hangs out at the bar and all of his buddies show up and all of his buddies each have like a, a certain problem with like a woman. So I think his first buddy's like his girlfriend's nagging on him and he's like, forget her, man, and calls her the C word and stuff. And then he like freezes and his buddy's like, look over your shoulder, man. And like suddenly his girlfriend's there. And he's like, you know, oops, sorry. And then he goes over to like another buddy and he's talking about, uh, uh, like his wife or something and the same thing happens he's like forget her man she's a total c-word and then uh his wife shows up like right behind him like oh she's standing right behind me isn't she and the camera pans over and then uh it cuts to him like sitting at the bar and the bartender's like you know why have such a like a poor outlook on life and then david cross goes well you know my mom abandoned me when i was a kid and you know she's just a total friggin' c-word and then he's like the bartender's like uh-oh look over your shoulder and then there's his mom staying there and they reunite that sounds like a Mr. Show skit. For yeah, sure. it goes even further because then, like, the FBI shows up and they're like, uh, "This little girl's been kidnapped. We need you to your help finding her." And he's like, 
so what do I do? Is like, go ahead, call her the C word. Like, I'm not going to call a little girl. <laughs> she didn't do anything. <laughs> and then the little girl's parents like walk in. They're like, come on, help us find our daughter. <laughs> He's like saying all these like really shitty things about her. And then the little girl shows up. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. And then there's like a, they do a country song, like a country music video about uh, like they're just rattling off lists of things they want their fans to buy them. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of an indictment on like country songs and how they're like really materialistic. <laughs> yeah. So it's great. Nice. Uh, and yeah, that the, the free one that's online already is like the card, uh, game one where all, uh, all these buddies get together and they talk about like what, like their life goals are going to be. Like one guy wants to, uh, um, like, I'm just gonna. I just sold my house, and I'm gonna go uh, head to Hollywood and become a big budget, critically acclaimed movie director. And then uh, Paul Tompkins is like, "You're just gonna go do that. Like, you're not gonna go to school or anything." And then David Cross like wants to make a. Just, he's just gonna start a cell phone company. He's like, you know, there's like Samsung, and they're like the biggest co- company in the world. Like, what are you gonna do? And David Cross is like, it's just gonna be a better product, asshole. <laughs> have cameras and zoom lenses in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, really funny. And nice. it's four half-an-hour episodes. That's it? Uh, yeah. I know, it goes by so fast. Yeah. But, That's um, all right, though. At least they're doing something. Yeah, and the making of documentaries, like, a good insight into their process. Like, they really show them trying to come up with skits and then, like, dealing with, like, aging and stuff. Hmm. Um, and how to, like, connect the shows and things. So, yeah, really glad it's back. Wish there was more, but... Well, maybe if enough people watch it, they'll make yeah. some more. They didn't really allude that they're going to do any more, but um, like it might have been a one-time thing. But mm-hmm. hopefully, it'll be popular enough that they keep doing them. So, uh, and that's all I watched, really. Wow. I mean, I rewatched Mr. Show because of it. But, yeah, and I've been wow, playing the Stick of Truth. So, so. Hard. <laughs> <Fucking> suck it. <laughs> yep. Let's get on Mr. Show. I love that one. <laughs> what you guys are doing is what I do with my gay friends. <laughs> You see, we're all gay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James hasn't seen Wicked, Se- Wicked Scepter, apparently. Nope. Nope. <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> Search it. Apparently. Cool. So, uh, what are we doing next? What else do we have to do? Uh, we got some box office stuff. Cool. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Thank you very much. Did we do the Alamo? Uh, no, no, we didn't. We did. I don't uh, have it. My phone on me. <laughs> Shoot. Hold um, on. We talk about uh, talk about box office releases, and then we'll do that. Um, next week is Creed and what good else? Dinosaur. Good dinosaur. Good dinosaur. Competing with the Hunger Games, Bond, and the Peanuts movie. <laughs> um, man, that's a tough one. Is Bond holding up, or is it yeah, starting to die? Pretty well. Oh, okay. Um, I'm guessing Creed is going to be around ten to twelve million. Um, I don't see it being like a huge hit right away, but I have a feeling it's going to be. It's going to have legs. Legs, but I do know a lot of people that are excited to see it, and it's getting really good reviews. I mean, yeah, I want to see it for alone, just because I want to see Stallone on the big screen. Go <laughs> see that person. Looking back at you, that's your biggest opponent. My God, it is. He's the new Mickey. Um, I was already excited to see it, but now people are starting to talk, like say he's going to get an Oscar for it. 
probably like he's an Oscar contender for his performance. Like that mm. really gets me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think the good dinosaur. I mean, it's Pixar, so it'll probably do pretty well. Um, it looks really nice, and it's dinosaurs, so you know a lot of kids are going to see it. I'm going to say 68 million for good dinosaur. good dinosaur. I'll go 69. Oh. Yeah, he did. <laughs> You're the asshole on the Price Is Right. No, seriously, 70. 70. Um, and and 15 for Creed. Has there been a lot of promotion? Has it been doing good dinosaur? Yeah, it's like all Pixar movies. You really don't see that much promotion, and then they make tons of money. True. All right, seventy-five. Nice. Cool. Cool. So, what's playing at the Alamo Draft House? I'm Peter Bogdanovich, and I have a few friends here, or not here, but that I know knew, who would like to tell you something. Cary Grant would say. Now listen, I don't want you talking out there because I'm trying to do a performance up here, so cut it out. Or Jimmy Stewart might say, oh, no, just uh, don't, don't talk, you know, just shut up. Orson Welles would say, we'd appreciate it if you didn't talk. We're trying to get the performance. Jerry Lewis might say, shut up already. I'm trying to work it up here. You think this is easy? All right, that's enough. So there you are. The point is, try not to speak because we're trying to work up here, all right? IFC free screening of Hot Fuzz is this week, nice. which is a pretty good one. Uh, they're showing the Wonder Boys, which I haven't seen in a while. Uh, it's a Michael Caban script. Or what's a Michael Caban book? Oh, I, I love that movie. It's uh, I have it. You know, do you really? Uh, yeah, it's on DVD with Michael Douglas and Robert Downey Jr. Oh, right, because it's got Robert Downey Jr. And that's right. Uh, and he's Robert Downey Jr. is really good in it, but Michael Douglas is great in the movie. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, that's a good one. When he um, shoots his girlfriend's dog, it's funny. <laughs> a tough guy cinema is showing Starship Troopers, uh, which that might be cool on the big screen. I like that movie. That movie is funny. Um, the uh, they're showing The Wind with live score by Paul Buscarello. Sorry. Uh, it's a fundraising event for the films, uh, the Denver Silent Film Festival. Um, so that's a that's that's neat. Uh, and then I will be going to, or at least right now, I have plans to go to the beer dinner for Rocky Four. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How much is that? I have no idea. Probably Somebody told 40. me that I should go, and I was like, okay, I'll go with you. My guess is it's forty. That's how much they usually are. Yeah. Um, but you get like five courses, so. Yeah. You know, food, and I mean, usually when I go, it ends up if you add the ticket price to to a meal, it ends up being thirty, thirty five bucks. Yeah, so. um, yeah. I felt like a, when I went to the Friday Thirteenth, I forgot to bring cash, so they had to charge my card like a dollar, so I could tip. I'm like, oh yeah, I still don't have a way to. I already paid for everything. So. <laughs> Speaking of Friday Thirteenth, yeah. are you going to the the Mondo X Chiller one on Sunday? Uh, tomorrow? No, it's next. Uh, week. It's next Sunday. I don't know yet. I've seen that Friday the Thirteenth in theaters so many times. I keep on wanting them to show like the final chapter or something. Yeah. Um, but I heard they're giving away free stuff. That's the thing is like they have like Mondo stuff. Yeah. So so maybe a poster. But the poster they have actually annoys me there because uh, on the little description it says uh, ch 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 when it's really <laughs> drives me crazy. Alamo, come on, you're a movie theater. You should know better. <laughs> uh... <laughs> anyway, that's what's playing at the Alamo this week. Cool. Um, so yeah, we only have one thing left, guys. Yeah! 
That's my Mockingjay. I forget it's how it goes. Horrible. Um, yeah, he could have done that digitally. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's add the Mockingjay for it. Uh, <laughs> there. Ah, oh, sweet. So every time I say Mockingjay, I expect it. Ah. So fine. Uh, the Hunger Games Mockingjay <laughs> Part Two. Brad, should people see Mockingjay Part Two? Um. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I went five minutes in the movie. I was like, you know, I just, I just can't get in the dialogue for these movies. And I was like, kind of expecting to feel mediocre for the rest of the movie. And by the end, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm so shocked. James, should people see Mocking Jay part two? This is the best Hunger Games movie. Uh, easily, easily the best Hunger Games movie. Um, I wasn't entirely bored the whole time. I agree with Brad. The dialogue is still like super melodramatic and and sometimes horrible. Real or not real? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but there's some kind of cool stuff in here, and and I I have to admit that I was a little bit jaded because I watched Jessica Jones right before going to see this. So there were some things where I was like, "You're not doing as good a job as Jessica Jones about on this theme." Um, so. My all, all of that Katniss is to say, is a role model. I don't care. She's she, she's still not a character. Um, she still does nothing in the vast majority of the movie. She's it's a, a very frustrating. Hold on, story. hold on, hold on. But let, that's that's for the the the. the uh, hold on, we got to get. Sorry, I've been really trail. anxious. Like, I know, for like I know. I know hours. You know, James. Sometimes all he says there and explains the movie. He's dragging it out. <laughs> I, th- right. So we th- get it. All of that is to say, if you really like Hunger Games movie, yeah, this is another one of those. If you don't care about them, this one is not going to change your opinion. It is just another one, um, but better than all the rest. What are you trying? I don't. Know, what are you trying he's to just do? Just trying to dude? break it in half. Yeah, he's just trying to. Yeah, he just wants attention. <laughs> um, Ryan, should people go see the Mockingjay Part Two? Yeah, uh, I I liked it. Of course, I, I like all these movies. Um, uh, the my one thing I did not like about it, I think it has pacing issues. Oh yeah, but um, I still think I still like him and i still thought i do like katniss as a character good news Uh, everybody she's waking up in a hotel or in a hospital bed again we get to start the momentum over (laughs) Um, it's three times but anyway it's twice i think it's and everyone solves their problems for just saying anyway let's get to the trailer ryan finish your thoughts sorry uh no you should see it i I mean if you've seen the other ones obviously yeah see it yeah i'm not gonna (laughs) yeah Yeah. see it too here's a trailer for mocking jay part two Welcome, and happy Hunger Games! Headless Seventeen, the girl on fire! Because of her, they all think they're invincible. You've given them an opportunity. People want to fight. If you end all of this, our lives, they mean something. We can take down the capital. You're talking. Tonight, turn your weapons to the capital. This is the end. We got one shot. Let's make it count. The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Ready PG 13. Buy your tickets now. So, and it, it obviously takes place immediately after part one. PETA has been brainwashed by the Capitol and he was sent in to kill Katniss and Katniss wakes up in a hospital bed. 
and she's getting checked over. One! And, um. <laughs> Actually, send up one of those rocket flares when someone dies in the Hunger Games. For each time Wait, she wakes so, up in a bit. Hold on, here's the thing. So, at least people die in this movie. Like, there are stakes here. Like, they're running, and that oil, like, fucking well, Peter straight murks that one dude. The difference is they die on screen this time. Yeah! yeah. Uh, this movie is the darkest of them. I mean, yeah. It has a very somber tone to it. Yeah. Um, They're dealing with, like, you know, brainwashing and uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Not as well as Jessica Jones, but still. Zombies. It's at least an idea. Uh, yeah, the, the, the dog creatures from the first movie show up, and this time they're zombies. Um, uh, they're called mutts, guys. Right. Like I said, they're dog creatures. No, in the first movie, they're like dogs. Yeah, they're called mutts. Right. And in this, they're called mutts. Right. And this time, they're zombies. <laughs> so the rest of the story is that the Resistance is closing in on the Capitol, and Katniss just has yeah. to walk around and look at stuff while everyone else does the work. Yeah, well, once again... because they're using her as... You guys don't even get this. No, movies. I paid attention. I know. But here's the problem, That's Ryan. The she thing. is she is still not in control of anything. She has no agency, even when she makes things that are seemingly choices. Like she kiss she kisses the one dude who ends up being an asshole, right? Mm-hmm. She kisses that dude, and that seems at, at the time like, oh, there's a choice. Like she chose to do that. Even he undoes her choice and is like, no, it's you haven't made up your mind yet. It's like you're drunk. Like that doesn't count. I'm like, what the fuck? Even when she does things, other people undo them for her. Like, she has no agency in this movie until the one thing she does at the end. Her only job is to stand around and look pretty for the cameras. Like, that's her... It's really frustrating. Well, they're using her as a propaganda tool. I understand that. And she's trying to get away from it. For a two and a half hour long movie, it needs to deal with more than, hey, they're using her... Like, this is the time where she's supposed to break out. Like, I was so excited. She's supposed to become the hero. Yeah, like... And she's not. She is the hero. No, she's not! She doesn't do anything! I don't know even why I talk to you guys about these movies. You guys see totally different movies than I see. No, we saw the same movie. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Like, she... Two guys are agreeing on the same shit. Right, and we never agree, because he (laughs) likes all the pretentious bullshit, and I like Transformers. (laughs) And he's looking at us like we're weird. I know. You are. No, because she, like... This is the one where I was so excited. Like I was, I was pretty in it, and I was like, "Did, uh, did she make a choice to lie to her commanders to get to the capital?" Yes, and then they oh, okay. undo that I, choice later. I, I was just when, when the one when the other characters like, "We all knew you were lying. You didn't do anything. We all knew you were lying. We went along with your plan." Yeah, because we that's still a choice. They un, but it's not a choice that matters. I was excited because uh, I thought yeah. she was. It actually- has no impact on this story. I thought she was going to go rogue and like break into the city by herself and yes! do the job herself. And she loses that because as soon as her friends show up, she's like, oh, well, they're going to tag along with me. I might as well just use them. That sounds like the movie to I do wanted. the job for me. And that's the movie they were pitching me. Like yeah. they had they had me going. I that's, that's what I'm trying to get at here is like I was kind of excited early on. Like, yeah, there was still dialogue where it's like, oh, like this love story thing is kind of dumb. As I said, I was like, I'm finally going to find out why she's so special. Yeah. And she can be sometimes. So, like, when they're fighting the zombies in the in the in the basement, like she's shooting arrows at dudes, yeah. and she's killing dudes. And she's I wonder if awesome. she made a choice to kill that Finnick guy. Which Finnick guy? No, no. She's quickly bested, F- and then Finnick's- he has to save her. Yeah. <laughs> Where she killed him? Where she made the choice so he didn't suffer, and she dropped the bomb? That's a choice she made. No, she didn't drop no, the bomb. He no, blew himself she, up. She drops the bomb to blow up all the zombies so they don't follow her. She leaves that guy down there. She. They're all fighting, and she and her friends escape up the ladder while they he protects them while they escape, and then she just sort of watches. And then she drops the bomb to blow them. Like zombie movies or anything? Yes. 
Okay, so if someone's getting torn apart by zombies and they're your friend, you just let them sit there and die? Okay, here's the thing. No, no, we no are finish the fucking question I asked. <laughs> no. You guys are making shit up. No, she, you don't. No, but... you stop, and I'll tell you. <laughs> You're making stuff up. She purposely dropped the bomb so she would kill Phoenix so he wouldn't have to suffer being killed by the zombies. But we watched but, him get a, bit. And that was a choice she made. We watched him. I saw him get she, bit and tore apart. When she realized she couldn't save him, she's like, threw it down there so he wouldn't suffer anymore. And the choice she made was to... Yeah. That choice has so little impact on the actual plot of the film, though. That's the point. No, the point is that the, the point thing is, she is, does... You guys see different movies than I do. No. Yes. She, she does not make an impact on her own story. Uh, that impact made her realize that all she's doing is leaving her friends to death. And she has a dialogue with people in the bunker. Yep. She talks. And the dialogue's not very good. You it's really weird. There's, there's like, conveniently like a TV screen everywhere they need to be. I actually like, like that. Updated. What? I actually like the fact, like, there was this really creepy moment where, like, they're running through the Capitol and, like, here's the posters of them. I was hoping, I, w- I wish it was the, it was the, hey, these people are dead instead of these people are wanted. Cause I do like that whole idea of, like, and they even do it. Like, the fact that they're running through and having this war and in the middle of it, like, there's this propaganda being showed, shown that they're seeing. Like, that part I really think is yeah. cool. Like, it was really kind of creepy. That's um, I, I was yeah. just weird that like every place that like, took a break, there was like a TV nearby so they could stay updated. Well, it's because now that they're in the capital, like everybody's really wealthy. I guess so. Yeah. That and um, the capital also controls everything. Right. So they purposely overtake, you know. Yeah. No, so that makes sense. And if you look, it also says mandatory. Yeah. So I'm guessing everybody has to have one. Yeah. They're all uh, playing a game, guys. Everybody's playing a game. Right. I, a Hunger Game. I get that. I get that. How about all those Lord of the Rings endings? How about <laughs> the only one? Hang on, I have a joke. The only one they're missing is the one ten years from now, where Peta has one more psychotic break and strangles Katniss in her sleep, and then himself and their kids. Oh fuck! Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I can't like. No, the fact I... that they ended up together was like so frustrating because she doesn't have a choice there either. Because Ugh. they even even with that she doesn't. That's right. I forget. At one night, she like walks into the bedroom and tells him she loves him. That's oh, not you a mean? Choice. Oh, you mean after the other dude ends up like sort of being involved in her sister's death? So oh, the whole the is. whole triangle, yeah, the whole triangle. Like she never is forced to make a choice between those guys. He's she's with Peta because he's the only one left. Yep. It's not a choice. Which what did they do together? It was so like. They were in the Hunger Games together, and like, well, and then they were together a lot because then, like, the Capitol like made them pretend that they were engaged for a while, and, again, they don't and so she fell in love with them. Um, and here's let, the thing: let me give you a backstory. They, you... they should be the ones to end up together because they've both been through hell. Like, me... They've both been manipulated. You know, when you guys are done with your version, do you want me to tell you why? Okay. You, you guys see, you guys saw the first Hunger Games, right? I mean, I was just explaining to you why those two no, should be together. No, no, I'm telling you why she did. Okay. In the first Hunger Games, Katniss comes from a poor family, uh-huh. and Peta's family is a baker. Right. So he purposely burns bread to give him. Yeah. So he's liked her for that long. And no. she, yeah. I know that. It's not, it's not because they've, they've have a history there too, James. I, no, I know and that. He also painted himself to look like a log. <laughs> <laughs> Expertly painted himself to yes, look like a log. Thank you. It's, no, it's the reason that they're supposed to end up together is because they have both been like brainwashed and don't have any control and like they've been through this horrible thing and like, Gale doesn't get it, which is why, like, he thinks that war isn't personal and, like, all of that stuff. There is a story there where she chooses him. Like, it makes sense. But it's not in the movie. No, the the thing with Gale is he 
at the end, so spoilers, right? He knows the plan. He purposely gets caught. Yeah, and Which, so he's not the one who killed. And she asks him, and he's like, "I don't know," because he's a pussy. Right. And no, I agree. Um, and she made the choice to say goodbye, Gil. Oh, Dude, that's not a choice. Wait. Yeah, it's still a choice. If it's a romantic, tri- if it's a love triangle, and one of the people kills one of the other people's sisters, it's not that person's choice anymore. Like, um, you obviously don't understand victims at all. <laughs> Come on, that no, that is clearly a writer writing themselves out of the triangle because they don't want to have to deal with fans. Do you see how easy it is pissed. to get Uncle James all riled up, Kellen? Yeah, it's so transparently dumb. Um, it's not. Actually, I thought that scene was really good. The scene is acted fairly well. No, she's, um, she's a great actor. Best actor in the movie, though, is a uh, dude who plays the mute guy. That guy's good. Isn't that foggy? Yeah. 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 I thought so. He's super good. Man. Yeah. Like, like his brother dies and he gets all sad. And just, just him emoting without being able to ever say anything. Like, I was really impressed by him. Every time he was on the screen, I was like, hey, he's cool. I want to see him kill some fools. Yeah. I do like Katniss's choice at the end too, where she uh, kills President Coin instead. Yeah, telegraphed again. A it telegraphed is. and B hardly even a choice, considering that the other guy's gonna die too. Like it's oh she's bad, but she doesn't. But it is a choice. It is a choice. It is her actually acting on the That's story. That's the only choice that she. Yeah, she, it, that is her making an impact on the story. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing she did. Yep. Was fire one arrow. Yep. Or she also fired the arrow that brought down the last Hunger Games too. Yeah, saying. you're right. In that movie, she makes one choice too. That was... Everyone else does so much more than that. Yup. Way big, better heroes. Yup. Remember the choice she made when she's going to kill herself at the end of the first Hunger Games? Oh, oh, yeah. So there's that part. Yeah. Where... So there was a choice. There was one choice in that movie too. So Every there's... movie, one choice. Yeah, for the third one, where she doesn't choose anything. There's a part where Jenna Malone is saying, like, you know, the difference is like real heroes are willing to die for what they want to do. Right. And I totally thought, like, when Cat or Katniss put that blue pill in her coat, like. Oh, of course, she's finally going to make that ultimate sacrifice and be the true hero uh-huh. before she kills That was a good President thing that Coin. she chose to do, yeah. That and was she really good. Till they undid with, it for her. Yeah. Yep. She got away with just ha- only killing Coin and, yeah. So, right. Yeah. Every time she tries to choose something, it, got, it gets undone for her. Yep. She's not a character. She's like a cipher. Yep. Wasn't it weird, too, when Woody eyes. Harrelson wrote, uh, Butarek's speech, and you were like, oh, I think Philip Seymour Hoffman was supposed to be in this scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the part where they cut to Seymour Hoffman, it's just his face. Yeah. <laughs> CGI'd into the scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aww. From other scenes from the other movies. Yeah. Don't do heroin, kids. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Kellen? the day. Kellen, don't do heroin. No, I'll kill him. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So don't do heroin. Heroin will kill you. I'd rather kill my own son than let heroin kill my son. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect logical sense. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll never see I die on these movies. I really and it's the last one. I yeah yeah. Good, good, good I, rinse. I, I thought there was some cool action in there. Um, there was definitely some stuff I like. I like I said I I liked when when Peta totally like murked that one dude and he got he got like dumped in some oil and then like ripped to shreds by some kind of crazy net thing that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but I don't care. I, uh, I, the I liked, Venom symbiote. <laughs> I liked that people died. Um, cause it, it meant that there was actually something happening. I was also frustrated. Like when they introduced like the new team and there's like the two badass girl <gasps> twins Yeah. and they get off like right away. Yeah. That was too bad. Um, yeah. and then one dude gets like the bottom half of him blown up. Yeah. Like they don't show it, but it's pretty clear. They're saying like, Hey, he doesn't have any legs, man. Yeah. He's, 
Um, Bleeding right out of his torso. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Someone for the extended cut's going to be rated R, like the Battle of the Five Armies. Oh, <laughs> man. That'd be cool. I still got to watch that. I'm um, too. Yeah. But then there's there's frustrating stuff like when like when Gale apparently chooses to be taken and chooses to get himself out of the love triangle so that Katniss doesn't have to make any choices. Um, yeah. Like, there's four dudes there. And we watch her, like, kill a whole bunch of zombies with her bow. And she doesn't, she doesn't, she neither chooses to kill him like he's asking her to, uh, which makes it really confusing for the whole, like, weird plot twist of he knew what was gonna happen or whatever. Cause that also means he's sending her to her death if he really knows. Like, it's really confusing. Yeah, well, if you remember, that's what Coin wanted. Yeah, but why she does he her... want that all of a sudden? Because, uh, because it's he con- knew because that... it's convenient so that she doesn't no, have to make No, because any he knew yeah. he lost her to PETA. No, 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 because it's convenient for the writer so that she doesn't have to make a, an actual choice. Um, her and, choice not to like him anymore. And then it's really weird ah. that, like, if you haven't watched the other movies, that her sister just shows up at that one point. Like, she's only in the beginning of the movie, and then, like, the big emotional impact that, like, changes Katniss's whole outlook on the whole situation they're in. Her sister's just like, oh, she's a medic, and then boom. No, 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 no. they showed that she was a medic before. Yeah, but, I mean, if you haven't seen the other movies. Oh, yeah, I mean, you can't if go you into this movie this blind. One, you're like, yeah. who was that? But she had, like, no, I mean, they shoot, the A, they mentioned in this movie... That they were sending in medics. They show that she's got a band earlier on. Um, I don't know. I'd have to ask Rafe because Rafe went with me and he hadn't seen two or three, uh, just because he thought that would be interesting. And he said the only time that was confusing was at the very beginning when she's got the bruises on her neck, and he was just like, "Oh, I really don't know what's going on here." But like three minutes later, he was like, "Oh, okay." But like the emotional impact wasn't lost. That like suddenly you're just introduced like oh that's her sister and then she just died. No, because there was that really cool. I really like the shot when they're when they when they're dancing and it slow it spins around her her. and then yeah and then and then like it breaks down some like yeah I thought I thought that was good. Um, Uh, Remember why she volunteered for the Hunger Games? Right. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Oh, and then he's like, Peter's planting primroses. Now, so here's a (laughs) so here's a here's here's a frustrating (laughs) moment for me, right? So, like, you set this movie up and you make, you finally make Katniss, like, angry and she's gonna go do something and she's like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. I'm gonna get out in the night, I'm gonna go kill this guy. She finally gets there and her sister gets blown up and she wakes up in a hospital three. And, cause the second one is Jenna Malone. Yep. Right? So three times. So, she wakes up in a hospital, right? And then she wanders around in the snow for a while and she wanders into this, like, greenhouse and shit. And there's the dude who, at this point, she believes, blew up her sister. And she's like, hey, man, how you doing? Tell me about how you doing and what's going on. Tell me about your problems. Why don't you talk so... It's, Fuck you! It's almost she like... She should have been on him like like, like the Peter woman I'm... in black squeezing his eyeballs out of his head. Because who gives a fuck? It's almost like she was, there was a shot in the movie where she looked over and there's two guardsmen with guns watching her and she couldn't do anything oh that's bullshit this is the woman who just a little bit later wants to poison herself and is like so much like i want to uh, die that's not you remember it out of order yeah. i know it's out of order i'm just saying she's in that emotional state no that's after she realized she could execute him and, oh, with, come on. and with all the guards no, no, don't say oh come on that's how it fucking happened I know it's how don't it happened. make up shit and get mad at me when i tell you how the movie <laughs> happened <laughs> Fuck you! I'm just saying she is in that place. And the same girl who's not afraid of like the whole city and guards watching her kill the president, the new right. president. Uh, no, no, you guys are remembering out of order. 
No, she. That's how I felt no. when that happened. Yeah, I was like, "Why is no, she not?" You remember out of order. She went to President Stowe before that. I know. I know. But no, you're like, "Oh, she's the still the person. same person." No, that's gonna kill him in front of the whole He's city. He's gonna unplug your internet. Uh, that's not the internet. That's oh, okay. my. She doesn't. You guys don't remember, right? No, I was she watching the movie. She hesitates to kill the guy who, for three movies, she mm-hmm. thought was yeah ruining her life. Right. But she has no problem making a quick decision to. I don't know. No, I... yeah, remembering it wrong. No, I'm not remembering. No, because remember after that she goes and talks to Coin, and Coin says, "I'm going to have a new Hunger Games." Right, and then there's straight up a scene where somebody says, "Let's and then have she, a new Hunger Games." And then, and then she had, then she made the choice things. to say yes, so she would have the choice to kill Coin. You're right, and kill herself. Right. That that is a choice. Yes, that scene is her in a, actually in a scene having already an effect. Admitted in, yes, in a scene where everyone else thought she would say no. Yes, you're right. That is her doing something. Man, she's in the such movie. a great character. Which no, those, she's not. Which fuck those other characters for like not stepping up to stop. Like it's clear, clearly coins taking control of everything, and the other like six people are a bunch of pussies and don't. Well, sometimes so like, when hey, there's a political upheaval, you latch onto the only person who shows you hope, and then you don't know what to do. But so we're like, so we're trading the same re- one regime for the same one. No one. Well, half of them voted no, and Katniss, who's the deciding vote, said yes. Yeah. No, that because was an she, interesting scene. She made the choice to um, end it all. I mean, it's a poorly written scene because, can't, like, Coin's whole idea makes no fucking sense. Like, I don't know why she would think that would fly. Um, yeah, I think, I think it, that's the point, too, though. I'm yeah, saying it's poorly I'm, I'm written because, sure. like, Katniss shouldn't be the deciding vote. Like, everyone else should have vetoed Coin. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, like but, maybe but they've Malone set up they've there, set but... up Jen Malone as the person who's like, I don't fucking care, I do weird shit. So yeah, that made sense. But given everything everyone's been through, like it shouldn't have been close. Who like, was the other? Yes, so it was uh, Jenna Malone, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, no, but there needed to be four. Yeah, Woody Harrelson, Jenna Malone's character. Oh, coin, coin gets a vote. And coin that's right. Vote. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So then it makes sense. Yeah, because they just used Coin as the as the as the you know wild card, uh, or Jenna Malone. I mean, as the wild card. Um, but here, so here's the thing. If you go back to the very first episode where we reviewed one of these movies, I talked about an article that somebody wrote that argued that on a horrible scale of feminism, that Bella Swan is actually better than Katniss Everdeen because Katniss has no agency in her life. And I will at least say, having seen all Hunger Games movies and all Twilight movies, that Bella Swan has more agency over her life. I'll take your word for it because I haven't seen the Twilight. So. Oh, dude, you should see them. They're horrible. Well, I saw a New Moon. These are better it. movies. These are by far better movies. Um, yeah, I was gonna say she dressed a, up like a vampire to one. She's yeah. a frustrating character. So and Bella Swan is no. I'm not gonna get into it. Bella Swan's horrible. You're just gonna argue with me about things that didn't happen. Bella Swan's horrible, but I didn't. I only saw one of the movies. I know. Like, I'm talking I, to James. Yeah, I'm just facing this way. Um, I'm just gonna say, just they're both terrible, and you should find other things to latch onto. Yeah, I like them. I go, like the Hunger Games. Go watch The Legend of Korra. That's a fantastic series with a really great female lead. Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. So we should see the M Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, which way? Oh, oh no. that's the last airbag. I said The Legend of Korra. <laughs> yeah. Um. Man. Um, so, um, I hope someone listens to this episode and straightens James out about how he doesn't remember this movie properly. I remember the movie perfectly. Um, I, I concur. He was doing yeah. it. No, you guys don't. Um, <laughs> the, the movie we're seeing next week is Creed. So hopefully. Yeah. Just uh, Creed? 
Um, maybe. I don't know. Actually, yeah. I have four days off, so I'll probably see a few. Yeah, I have the whole week yeah. off. So I'm, I'll probably see the good dinosaur. Well, okay, I'm going to see the good uh, dinosaur. Yeah. I'm going to see Legend, too. Oh, that's, that's right. Legend. Oh, that's the Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy where he plays twin gangsters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People say the movie's shit, but his performance is great, so. Oh. I'll see it. This is another one of those where if we go see two movies next week, I have no idea what we're seeing the week after, but, uh, we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Um, something, something big coming out. Week, yeah. I was looking at it yesterday. I, because it's December 3rd. Oh, Krampus comes out. I want to see Krampus. Oh, that's right. It's Krampus, yeah. Um, Guy who made Trick or Treat. I'm down. I mean, we yeah. can wait for a good dinosaur. I don't have to see it right away. No, no, no. If Ryan wants to go see Krampus, I'll, I'll, I will concede and go see Krampus. Or Macbeth. Yeah. Ryan, oh, you want to I go do see want to see Macbeth. Do you? Yeah. Ooh. Have you seen the I trailer? A, I think it's a limited edition or a limited <laughs> release. Still. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I'm, like I am excited epic for bloody Macbeth. battles and Shakespeare. I'm yeah. down. Witches and shit. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Cool. Mm. All right. Cool. So, until next week. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. One of my favorite Donald Duck shorts of all time is when he gets a a power a flower plot a plant dropped on his head and he starts singing like uh, Dean Martin. It's pretty funny, and Daisy's really attracted to him because of it. Yeah, that's maybe Donald's most classic episode or short. I don't know. I I didn't watch a lot of Mickey Mouse growing up. I really no? didn't. Yeah, I a lot of Looney Tunes, um, and then just a lot, all the like the Nickelodeon stuff. Um, but not a whole lot of Mickey Mouse. I, I, the only reason I did is when I went over to my grandparents' house, cause remember when Disney Channel was like the coolest thing you could possibly have on cable? Uh, you might have been too young. Brad yeah. remembers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my grandparents had it, so that's all I would watch was the Mickey Mouse Club and, and, uh, Kids Incorporated. Does anyone remember? Uh, KIDS. KIDS. <laughs> yeah. Kids Incorporated. K-I-D-S. Looks like we made it. We're kids incorporated. That's all I remember from it. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. For something I haven't seen in 25 years, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I have no idea what you're talking about. And you had to, like, individually subscribe to it? Yeah. Like, it wasn't part of a package? It was, like, an extra 10 bucks a month. For Disney? Yeah. Wow. They have it, when, like... when did it become part of, It was pretty big news, too, when it became... Because I used to not have commercials. It had to be the early 90s. Oh, what? Like, yeah. We had it in Florida, and mm-hmm. then we came out here... Um, like in ninety, now I focus on Nickelodeon. So, because it, it used to be a premium channel, and that's how I used to see the, all the old cartoons. Is in between their Mickey Mouse Club, Kids Incorporated, they'd put cartoons because they had no commercials. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't until yeah, maybe twenty years ago they made it commercials and yeah, yeah. yeah. And now, now it's commercials for their own shit. Yep, it's brilliant. Yep. Hey kids, you all want to go see the Good Dinosaur? Tell your parents you want to go see the good dinosaur. The short I saw the most was that one where Goofy's trying to work out.
Yeah. And he's just like flying all over the room. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, they they made a bunch of those where Goofy was like the everyday guy where he played football, basketball, trying to get to work, working out. Yeah. Good times. I love that he's literally trying to break that laptop as best he can. That's cool. It doesn't turn on ever. It, it, when you try to turn it on, it goes... He was, like, trying to overextend the monitor. Nice. Yep. Whoa. You drunk, Kellen? Huh? Are you drunk? Are you drunk? Are you I'm going to break yours. <laughs> yours lights up. Dad, how come his lights up? Well, when you don't spill water on it. Ready? Yeah, we're ready to go whenever you are. <laughs> 